hello, and welcome back to another week of Kent and the Steering Team. As always, you are joined by myself, Drew, my dear, dear friends, Philip and Bianca. Unfortunately, Kent couldn't be here this week. He's actually out looking for Alabrandi. Anyway, on with the show. How are we, team? I have not seen that movie forever. I've never Neither seen it. Neither has Kent, clearly. <laughs> I've never seen that movie, but um, I'm well otherwise, Drew. And you? Not too shabby. Too shabby at all. Excellent. Uh, what do we have ahead for us on this episode, Bianca? Uh, this week we have some celebrity news. We have a little bit about globalization and a little bit more about Aldi versus reality, which I kind of like the title for that segment. Aldi versus reality. It's like Aldi's reality. 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 I just appreciate that your voice went a little bit fabulous for the uh, celebrity news. Celebrity. Look at this a bit. I mean, usually celebrity news is fabulous, but this is a bit extra. Extra, extra. Oh. Read all about it. Let's fire no, off. No, no, no. Do you guys no. remember? Sorry, that was a reference to the show Extra. I remember. Oh, okay. That's what we good. were doing. Yes. We we're literally doing that, Bianca. I didn't. Can I you thought just you were not doing think the... with that simple. That's also a song. Extra, extra. That was the extra theme. It. The extra theme song went extra, extra, extra. Yeah, there was no read all about it though. Anyway, on with the yeah. show. <laughs> I'm, I'm now mesmerised by the person over the on the building across closing her window and. That's really creepy, Drew. Um, Bianca, shall we start off with some entertainment? Oh, it's news? a he, not a she. I oh, think okay. we. <laughs> Drew, I mean, go for Bianca. That's awkward. <laughs> well, um, an MMA fighter. So the first first topic of the evening is Gina Carano and her whole news of the last two weeks. Yes. Yes. Um, so Gina Carano is an MMA fighter. She played Cara Dune on The Mandalorian. And on the 11th of February, a petition began to have her fired from The Mandalorian slash Disney for posting images on her Instagram comparing right-wingers in 2021 to Jews being beaten by the Nazis. Uh, On the 12th of February, she was fired from the hit Disney Plus show and claimed she found out about it at the same time we did via Twitter. Suck on that. So, (laughs) what do we think and do you think that it was deserved? Drew? Uh, I don't think that comparison should have been made, but I'm also a little concerned at how it'll be perceived that she was fired for it because by firing her the people that believed her to begin with will all of a sudden feel vilified and it will only strengthen their argument that is a vicious cycle that is a very vicious it's basically yeah. someone shooting themselves in the foot and then saying um oh say someone shooting themselves in the foot someone saying man oh man you shouldn't be able to have access to a gun to a gun and then that person saying don't try and take my guns away from me and it's like well we wouldn't have to if you weren't so reckless with them and thus proving our point and they say yeah but that's our point and then we'll go around and around and around and around yeah, circles exactly um, yeah uh, uh, I don't know I, I think that this is a bit ridiculous um, I think that there's a couple things here that are very annoying I think the first one is that I think it's really sad that she would be so reckless and think that nothing would come from this um I think it's really selfish as a fan of the show. I think it's really selfish of her to be so careless mm. um, and therefore make things difficult for the show writers, especially when she was definitely going to play a big role. It's also really disappointing that she's that, that much of a sad case or um, a pathetic loser So um, to have such opinions. So, um, yeah, disappointing. I also think uh, in the last couple of days it also came out that she, she got support from Ben Shapiro 
who I don't know if you two know who Ben uh, Shapiro ben Shemiro is. Ben Shapiro is the biggest kind of weasel dick on the planet. I <laughs> I completely agree with that. He's also Mara Wilson's cousin. I don't oh. know if you know that. Matilda. I, I did oh. know that. I did know that. Um, and I, I just couldn't remember it. I like to think that the reason why he's such a dick is because his cousin was so well loved and he was just like... I also, I think Jealous. it's also very important that everyone knows that if you weren't aware, um, Ben Shapiro also was told by his wife, who um, she's some sort of doctor, um, very kindly told him that a woman isn't supposed to get wet during intercourse, um, <laughs> because to that means that there's feelings. yeah. Basically, she said that there's that's some sort of disease or something like that. When in reality, it's that he has a weasel dick. And he can't do anything about it. <laughs> but um, back to Kara Dune, um, who is a very well-loved character on Mandalorian, despite her actress. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you guys heard about the news that there's like a petition going around to get her recast by Lucy Lawless? I've oh, heard about it. That would be excellent. Modern day Xena. But I... Is I, it? That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Xena. Yeah, it's Xena. But... I would, if I saw Lucy Lawless join the Star Wars universe, I would like to see her join it as her own character, not as, as Zena. a recast of, yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. but no, but I would like to see her play her own character would, rather than seeing her yeah. recast. It's, just it's just like, have her step in and be Lucy Lawless, like, on screen. Yeah, rather than, <laughs> like... I'm joking, you're, you're, but, right, you're right. No, but, but look, like, we're about to watch Mads Mikkelsen take over for Johnny Depp in Fantastic Beasts, and... No one's ever going to just sit there and go, man, like, he, he's really cool as his character. They're just going to sit there and go, man, he's playing Johnny Depp's character. Yeah. And, and, and that would be what this would be. They'll all just go, oh, Sorry. You know, she's playing Gina Carano's this, character. This, this was not scripted, but this is also a random thing. Have you heard that there's, like, legitimate rumors going around that Amber Heard is being recast in Aquaman 2? I really, really hope it's well, true. Well, she I've better, read she about better, it. She better, she, it better be the case, because I don't think oh, it's very fair for... Um, just give it to Amelia Clark, please. Well, that's the thing. Everyone thinks it's Amelia Clark because there was a, a, Forbes interview, a Forbes article got released that they think actually leaked the news that Amelia Clark was taking over because it was post an interview with her and then in the article they mentioned her upcoming role in Aquaman 2. <laughs> and no one knows if it was just like someone being a dick or think Forbes never corrected it so that was the big thing Forbes still hasn't corrected it so uh, see that makes sense because Amber Heard's role was very uh, oh, not obscure it was very minimal it, like yes it's kind of big in the film but you could easily just recast that one movie in to That's recast true. an actress that has done two seasons of the role already mm. and has had a lot more screen time than uh, Amber Heard did. I kind of think they should... I mean, I would love Lucy Lawless in Star Wars just in general because I yes. love Lucy Lawless. She's amazing. Of course. Um, and the fact that, you know, talking about right-wingers, she did uh, School Hercules mm-hmm. Oh my Twitter. God, that was funny. Um, so she's clearly not in line with the far right unlike her ex mm-hmm. co-star but uh i would like you know i do think that they should just kill the character off or send her to a galaxy far far away hey. Hey. <laughs> well um does that mean that we should maybe drew do you want to give us um our next topic in some ways it's somewhat relevant and if you haven't heard the news it is somewhat relevant look it is um 
more than um, a little bit relevant, but you guys have, of course, heard the news by now mm-hmm. that at least one actor from The Mandalorian, our lead actor, in fact, is uh, jumping ship mm-hmm. back to HBO. Yes, yes, um, of course, being the thing that I loved. Go on, tell the news. Loved. Go I on. I say loved. Go on. Because um, I don't know where I feel about it now. Um, the, the Last thing. of Us. The Last of Us, which yeah. has an HBO series coming to um, HBO. Mm-hmm. That was weird for me to say that. Um, uh, and Pedro Pascal is returning to HBO. We say re- returning because he was in several other things on HBO, including Game of Thrones. Yes, he was. On HBO. Um, we have then, interestingly, another returning Game of Thrones star in... Um, what's her name? Bella, Bella Ramsey. Ramsey. Yeah. Who, who, if you watch Game of Thrones, played... The chick, the, the lady, Mormont. Lady Mormont, the, the one, child, the one that was the best, the, the badass child that it was the good badass child. So not the shitty whiny one like Arya, no, not the shitty whiny one like um, Sansa. We mean Joffrey. the cool one or Joffrey. We mean the cool and not the annoying one that just wanted all the attention Aaron. in Bran. Um, no, I hated the cousin, the cousin. one that was oh. still getting breastfed. Oh, weird kid. <laughs> Yeah. No, we're talking about the cool one. The cool little one. It was like the, the Mormont will fly out you. the moon door. Yes. <laughs> the the Mormont the Mormonts will bend the knee to the Stark. I loved her so much. She, she was, was such, such a badass. A, her and she, Diana Rigg, the two hard asses of Game mm, of Thrones. Yeah, the oldest and the youngest member of the cast were just the best. What's Without interesting? Question. What I think is interesting about the casting, um, uh, I I really really think that. Um, for a long time, I thought it should have been. Um, what's her name? Who who plays Arya Stark? Oh, um, I'm having Maisie Williams. Yes. it was Maisie Williams. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, I, I was but she she's now too old. She's too old. But um, I, look, I still probably would have picked her. I was terrified they were going to go for someone like um, Millie Bobby Brown because that's just what everyone does. She's going to be playing a teenage girl for the next 45 years. I mean, um, she still is a teenage girl, though. She's going to be playing a teenage girl for the next 45 years. Probably. Yeah. Um, so I, I was almost afraid they were going to go there. Look, I think that she would have done a fantastic job, but I just think that it would have been not... Uh, Pedro Pascal's not an indie actor, especially for an HBO series. It doesn't count as an indie. He's, but Game of Thrones almost is well, indie. He's, well, he's stopped being an indie actor. He's been in so many other productions but I think now. that he'll be able to bring himself down to that level oh, again yeah. and oh. so that's why I think Game well he of, is a very good uh, character that's, actor. that's why I think The Last of Us I think it's a Game of Thrones before The yeah. Last of Us is um, yeah I feel like it's more of an indie production so I think that the casting mm. is is inspired and I think it's going to be excellent I'm thrilled with it I, totally I am thrilled. really thrilled with it I was actually thinking that we're still going to go with the um, girl from Wolverine the last movie oh, Logan. Oh, well, well, you say that, but I see. The, I think that that Logan. If we never got a movie of The Last of Us, Logan is that movie because I always said That's true. Hugh Jackman should be um, Joel. Joel. I feel like they didn't cast him because everyone saw Logan and they're like, they don't want this to happen again. Like it's not. It, but that's. But it was perfect. He had the salt and pepper. He had the beard, the ruggedness, the kind of not giving a shit kind of thing. It was. I perfect. feel like he's too old now. No, but no, Joel is Joel old. Is old. Joel's not a young guy. Joel no, is but he's like not. in his fifties by the time we meet him. Twenty years later, he Sorry, was thirty. He's in late forties. Well, no, he was. Well, he would have been in his thirties. I thought when he had his daughter. No, no. So they um, explained it once that he, she was actually a teenage pregnancy. Right. 
um, which is why he was a single father. Why? Where was the mom? Um, I have a feeling she just abandoned them, or like right. she freaked out and left. What I think is also very interesting is that I, I think that if they're doing a series of um, The Last of Us, how are they going to... I mean, no, they've killed off someone like um, Pedro Pascal before in Game of Thrones, so what am I talking about? So, Perfect show. I'm not going to lie. I'm not as excited for this series now that I've played part two. Amen, amen, amen. But um, if we're going back to the first one, I'm excited. Yeah, so I loved part one. If they're going to mm. just do it, follow part one and not touch on part two... Yet, they will. I will be happy... Um, I just hope that I, I genuinely hope that part one gets cancelled before that they can get to part two. <laughs> Do you know I, what I mean? Yeah, my my fear though is that because Neil Druckmann, who um absolutely took a dump on the desk of Bruce Straley, essentially from Naughty Dog, um, mm. Neil Druckmann, who um Neil Druckmann, Bruce Straley wrote the first game. Um, clearly Neil Druckmann threw some toys out of the pram because he didn't get to have it his way, and Bruce Straley kept him on track and made a fantastic. That together they made a fantastic first game. When Bruce Strelly left Naughty Dog, um, probably too exhausted from having to keep Neil Druckmann in check to not do it, stupid <laughs> things, apparently the storylines that he always wanted to have in as the first game is essentially how the second game went. Um, and so and undid all of the work of Bruce Strelly. So I'm terrified that Neil Druckmann's been left to write this series because I so feel like it's going to be just He is trash. writing this series. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I, it's going to be trash. I really hope he doesn't... Fuck it up. Fuck like up. he did for the game. But I am actually really... Cons- I, I'm really excited over who they're going to cast as David. Because I really think... They villains- should just go straight to the man that did the voice. They should just... I would love mm-hmm. to see Nolan North on screen as... I, I've never seen Nolan North act. Oh, there's... A, so, okay. So, as a fan... This is going on a tangent. If you are a fan of the Uncharted series, there is a television show called Haven which stars the char- the lady who plays Elena Fisher. And on one episode, there's a character, there's a whole episode with essentially just her on screen alongside a male character. The male character is a guest star, and it's Nolan North, and they're side by side for an entire episode, and it is so good to watch. I've got oh, that on my on a hard I'm drive. I'm to watch that now. Just that episode because it's fantastic. That's Look, I don't. Right. And he's wearing a TV sh- a, a T-shirt that says, um, "These aren't the droids you're looking for." Look, I don't think they're going to get Nolan North. They should though. But I'm voting for Bob Odenkirk. I think he'd make an excellent, excellent David. Nolan North, I've clean forgotten, but he was in Pretty Little Liars for quite a long time. Yeah. I'm really concerned that you're the only one here who's watched Pretty Little Liars. <laughs> I'm concerned <laughs> that neither of you have seen it. Why would I? I anyway. know the song. It's well, a, wait, Nolan North's in there. That's why I should see it. Let's move on quickly. I mean, well, yeah. moving on. What was it? Okay. Let's move on, because we're, look, we're, we're fast at the time, but... Yeah. I'm going to chuck in very, very, like, two one-liners of of TV news. Yes. Uh, Today, announcement, Halo TV series moves from Showtime to Paramount Plus. Yep. Was announced today. The other one was the Frasier revival has been approved and going ahead on Paramount Plus as well. Really? Yep. They're reviving Frasier. Got approved today. That's really sad because things passed away. Um, John Mahoney. John Mahoney, yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, But... It's yeah. Both of those got confirmed for Paramount today, along with a forty-five day window from cinema to Paramount Plus for all tentpole films. What's tentpole? Mission Impossible, Top oh, Gun, okay. um, any any of their big releases. 
or I think it was mainly just any theatrical release, 45-day window from cinema to Paramount+. Plus. Okay. Sensational. Sounds good. Bring it on. I guess it's the shifting world of, of television and, and, and theater, yep. I guess. Or movies. Bianca. Bianca. Yeah. Um, now for something we can sink our teeth into. Give me something a little bit more um, um, meaty. Um, meaty again. We're kind of on the trail of uh, cannibals, I guess. Um, so it's perfect. Um, speaking of David, um, I think that there's some sort of news, and I don't really understand what's going on. Are you talking about Army Hammer? I'm talking about, yeah. What the f is going on there? Well, he's a cannibal. Possibly. Probably. No. Probably. So, okay. <laughs> I mean, considering how fucked up his family is, I probably, I don't really put it past him, but most likely, definitely. So context is, if you haven't heard, a few weeks ago, a string of Army Hammer's ex-girlfriends began to come out with abuse accusations um, about Hammer. Right. Um, one said he was emotionally manipulative, another said that he wanted to eat her flesh and would suck on her wounds if she ever cut her hand. What? And yet another said that he had that he had branded her by carving the letter A near her vagina. Yeah, really weird stuff. Yeah. The boys' faces just, yeah. Okay, mm. so he also allegedly suggested she have her lower ribs surgically removed so she, he could eat them. Um, and his lawyer has obviously come out and said, none of that happens. He shot that down. He said it wasn't true at all. But then an anonymous Instagram account came out and released a string of DMs from him and various women that supported his violent nature and cannibalistic desires. So there's these all these text messages out there that just basically oh, prove that he really wanted to... Uh, Eat this woman. Um, Hammer came out and said that the messages weren't real. No, but are you real. sure he didn't just mean the other? No, no, no. There was talk about like eating raw flesh, and yep. Um, so I, I read the messages. Did you read them? No, I have not. Oh, it's I, bad. I started and it was gross. It's and I bad. Just, um, <laughs> so Hammer Ooh. said the messages weren't real, uh, but he apparently voluntarily dropped out of two films. It, apparently voluntarily it was a it was a volunteer he volunteered yes. to drop out of two films um and his publicist dropped him and refused to represent him and there has been a body found at a construction site 15 minutes away <laughs> from where he was working during the pandemic which is also like why was he working at a construction site during the pandemic um considering he comes from the world's richest family uh, and Does his he? network, yeah, and his network is approximately sixteen million. Network, net worth, net worth. Sorry, um, I don't know why he was working that construction job. Why? Why? What's his family? Um. So his family are oh, the. No wait. Oh, do they own the patent to hammers? No. Oh. Um. <laughs> his great grandfather Armin Hammer was an industrial list. Uh, he struck oil, and they were all rich. Um, generation. And who's he? Armin Hammer. No, this guy. Army Hammer is the actor who was in what's that movie? So Call Me by Your Name, the gay oh. one, and then the one... Oh, he's the Winklevoss twins in the yeah. social network. Winklevoss Winklevoss twins, and then he's also in The Lone Ranger. No, I was thinking of the movie with Henry Cavill. Cavill. Oh, oh my god. The um, man from Uncle. Yeah, that one. No. He's in The Man from Uncle. Those I are the other movies I know, I know him, I know I think I know him from the thing, the, 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 that movie with the thing. The Social Network. That one. Yeah. yeah. So 
I just think I, I can't believe that there was a body found. That took a that was a long spiel, but I had to explain all of it because there was a body found, and then his publicist uh, dropped uh, him. I how sus is that? I I, I just I. I I don't know what uh, what to think about that. That's honestly just. Do you want a very quick thing about how fucked up for his family really are? Yes. Do it. Okay, so his great grandfather Armand Hammer struck oil, got lucky. He also had really close ties to the Soviet Union, which is why he's called Armand Hammer. It's a thing. It's a play on the um, hammer and sickle, like it's a it's a communist symbol. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he got really rich off capitalism. So in 2015, Casey Hammer, who's Army Hammer's aunt, came out with a book describing what it was like to be raised in one of the world's worst wealthiest families. And basically, she was tortured. Um, not just by her grandfather, who was also named Armand Hammer. So all four generations of men were called Armand, but they all had different middle names. Um, is Army Hammer named Armand? Yeah, yes. his name is Armand. There's Julian, Michael, and then the original Armand. And then, but yeah, so Casey Hammer, his aunt, came out and said that um, she was not only physically and emotionally abused by her father, and sorry, physically and sexually abused by her father, but by her brother, brother Michael, who is Army's father. Oh dear. Um, she describes in the book very, very gratuitously, gratuitously i've said a lot of words tonight that i cannot yes. pronounce um like I'm just how her brother this. had just... how her brother had molested her and had sex with her and forced her to do a lot of sexual things but how like when she was a kid he was also the only one who protected her mm. in the entire family so he was protecting her during the day and then having sex with her at night and then also kind of her dad would like throw knives at her and shit and then rape her as well and the mother just denied all of this happening being like why would you say that about no the mother divorced the father and then said yeah you're probably right about your father raping you but you're not right about your brother raping you and now she doesn't talk to any of the family she hasn't seen her nephews because army also has a brother since they were really little and she just doesn't talk to them i reckon this is probably one of the most fucked up things we've ever spoken about on this podcast yeah probably. yeah and it's messed up and it's all about, um, what do you call it? An actor, a very famous actor. Okay. Um, <laughs> look, I don't think there's much more to say to that. Let's come <laughs> back with something much lighter. Aldi <laughs> versus reality. Be right back after this. Do you want to retire before your 80th birthday? Well, if you're a millennial or younger, that's going to be impossible unless you win the lottery. But no matter, you're legally required to get superannuation anyway. But it's screw you super, at the very least, we're not going to pretend like we're not screwing you over. We're going to invest your super money in things that will line our board members' pockets, and we're not going to lie to you about it. So what if we lose millions with a couple of risky investments? It's not like we were ever going to pay out your permanent disability insurance anyway, because we insure to make it inaccessible to you in the fine print. But isn't that what you want? A super that's going to be honest about how they're screwing you over? And if you die before you retire, which face it, is likely, we're going to reabsorb all your hard-earned money into fees. That's right, your family won't even be able to use that money for your funeral, because we like to screw you after death. It's called necrophilia, and the Australian government has given us every means to screw you into the grave. 
So why don't you join the honesty revolution today? Get Screw You Super and stop pretending like that money is going to help you retire and start acting like it won't. Screw You Super, the industry standard. And we're back. And we're going to talk about... <laughs> A little bit. We're, we're, still, we're still recovering from the last segment. <laughs> oh a little my bit. God. Okay. Um, no, we're going to talk about Audi versus reality when alternative brands blatantly rip on big name brands. And today we're, we're using Audi as the example. Um, we've <laughs> This came about because I had a, a bit of an experience at home the other day. But our house is filled with a mix of brand names that we know and love. However, there's also a number of items that will look like the brand name items, but are in fact alternative brands and mostly they're Aldi. Currently, we've got an empty bottle of Earth Choice laundry liquid. Mm. And beside it is a fresh bottle of what I thought was Earth Choice, but it turned out on closer inspection that it was Green Action laundry liquid. Both bottles are the same size, have the same tint to the plastic, and the logos look vaguely similar. Or I think it's a little more than vaguely. I've shown you guys mm. the photo comparison mm. of the two. But I have no idea about the quality difference whatsoever. I've, I've used both. I didn't mm. notice anything. It was somewhat negligible. Um, I, I don't know. Um, but for years, I've, I've gone to Aldi... I, Mostly, I, I go to get the Altora corn chips because they're really nice. They're meant to be the equivalent of Doritos, but do they, do they look? Does it look the same? Well, no. The logo looks like a cross between Doritos, Old El Paso, and CC's. So but does a... the does the Dorito look the same? Yes, but the corn chips all look the same. Like Doritos and CC's. Look yeah, but the same. no, no. No, the dusting looks different. Okay, the dusting They're looks... slightly different colours. The dusting looks different on El Toro. It looks like halfway between CC's and Doritos. Maybe it's a merge. But the taste the taste is noticeably different. So I do know if I'm, if I'm craving El Toro, I'll go get El Toro. It's not just substituting one for another. So... I, I just... I just... Um, well, that's a little bit like um, when I was um, in England and, you know, I, I'd be going to do the grocery shop every day and going to Aldi and I'd always get the snacks as well because, of course, um, and I'd get the Aldi brand fingers instead of the Cadbury fingers oh, for the yeah. Aldi one. It was the same, essentially, there's a very slight different shade of purple because they, they didn't want to do the exact same thing as Cadbury in case there was an issue. You know, remember how Cadbury tried to um, copyright that color, that shade of purple? Yep. And they couldn't? Yep. Because you can't copyright a color? No. You can. Cadbury couldn't. You can name a color after yourself because there's like Tiffany Blue. Yes. Mm hmm. But other brands can use it as long as they're not using it similarly. Does that make sense? Yes. So well, Tiffany, then maybe they did. If another company mm. uses um, Cadbury's color mm. with all of the same so, fonts so if, and so all if, that. So if Aldi used it for their fingers, where the fingers font looks exactly the same. No, that shouldn't be right. Yeah, so they're not using the same shade of purple yeah. for that reason. Yeah. So, but yeah, but essentially, so that way it looks the same. Like there's the 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 um the ketchup. Or the tomato sauce looks very similar to Heinz, but it's not Heinz. But they do also sell Heinz there. I like that they've got the um, the ripoff of the Ever Ready batteries and the ripoff of the extra chewing gum. <laughs> I they like call how it, they um, good. I don't know extra. 
I like how ordinary, they additional, <laughs> additional, and ever ready, always ready. <laughs> I don't know. I like how they used to have the ripoffs of Tim Tams and no one bought them, so they just now get stock Tim Tams. They don't have Do you, the ripoffs of Tim Tams as much anymore. Do you remember the the Dick Smith Tim Tams? Temptons? What on earth? I remember the Dick Smith brand, but what they're called? Dick Temptons? Smith. Dick Smith went on the charge against Arnott's and decided to create his own version of Tim Tams and called them Temptons. I just never wanted and to... he went on TV to advertise it. I just never wanted to buy Dick Smith brand because he looked like a weirdo on the box. That's where you go. So, sadly, every Turk in Australia has probably used to buy from Dick Smith because we all knew he was Turkish and he pro- he came off the boat after but my he family. named himself Dick Smith. Yeah, I know. It was so weird. Yep. Uh, I didn't, didn't understand it. Richard Johns. Dick Smith? Come on, man. But yeah, so every Turk in Australia was buying from Dick also, Smith. Also, I'm aware that Dick is short for Richard. How? I fucking don't know. Oh, it's because of rhyming culture. So Richard, short for Rich, Richard is Rich or Rick. And Rick rhymes with Dick. No, it doesn't. Rick Dick. I hate that. Uh, that but that, that's how a lot of... That's like Peggy and Why Margaret. Why are they bitch? What? Bitch. Because it's a female... Okay, they could have, but it was rhyming. Be with an itch. There was like certain <laughs> ways. There were certain ways of changing letters. So like Margaret became Peggy because mm-hmm. Margaret was short for Meg, and Meg Peg Peggy. Peggy's not a real name. Pe- Peggy's just a nickname. Okay, I don't like this Sorry. conversation. Sorry, it, it, it's cockney rhyming culture. I don't know why I know this. I just do. Was Dick always a slang for penis back then? No. So Dick was before penis. I'm pretty sure it was. There must have been this guy. I mean, penis Dick. Called I think. Richard. I think it came up with like Richard Hancock. What about the fact that there's an Aussie racing car um, icon named Dick Johnson? Penis, penis. <laughs> I like that. But there's an American racing icon called um, Dick Trickle. <laughs> there is. Yes. <laughs> penis Trickle. Dick Trickle. Yes. Yes. Why would you? Yes, it sounds like one word. Dick trickle. Dick trickle. Yeah, dick trickle. <laughs> That's exactly it, Bianca. I have no idea. Look. Um. um anyway, diversion. Tangent. Um. Look. As good as Aldi is, they do provide unique products, such as this week. No, this is not an advertisement for Aldi. This is more just uh, something weird. But mm. this week they're doing hot cross bun gin. I really what want to buy on it. Earth? I'm curious. I, what I, is it? Just I'm out of sheer spiced. curiosity. Yeah, but it's cinnamon spiced. I was talking to our dear friend Joel about it. But it would also have to be because a little he's disgusted bit sugary. with it. Mm. Disgusted. Yeah. It would have yeah, to be a little bit. He's sweet. not impressed with right. it. <laughs> I'm not impressed with it either. What a bizarre thing. I don't understand. I don't like hot cross buns. I like the chocolate ones. Yeah, I, I like too. the chocolate ones. Mm, chocolate but I don't. I'm not a big fan of plain hot cross buns, and I don't understand why they can't have it all year round. I also don't like um, sultanas. So let's make sure. Um, no, um, but coming back to this, I I um, went for a job interview at Aldi where they ask you several questions and stuff about like, you know, about the Aldi brand, what do they represent, and everything like that. Um, and then and why you can't say cheap. You never say cheap. More affordable. Um, Are you sure that was an Aldi? Thing? Yes, it's an Aldi thing as <laughs> that well. Sounds like um, anyway. Um, it it was just interesting to have them have that, that conversation. Like for example. Um, 
you know, if they would have, yeah, Heinz there, they would, they do sell real brands. Yeah, um, yeah obviously they do. They do. Buy Coca Cola there. I actually feel like it's a lot cheaper than at other places. Though, it is because they, is that because they can save on that because they're saving on the fact that their their product themselves is. I would have thought it's a tactical loss on their part. Yeah, it's kind of like JB Hi-Fi selling PlayStation games cheaper than it everywhere else because that way they don't make their money on those games. They make money well, on you coming into shop there and then getting a TV while you're there kind of thing. Yeah. No, so yes, that's yes. a part of it, but Aldi also has a really great um, structure. Mm-hmm. They don't create... So um, a friend of mine used to work for Kleenex. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know a lot of it out there shit because they specifically worked in customer assurance, uh, customer assurance, not assurance, uh, service. service. Yes. And um, because How of, do you forget that term customer service. I don't know. I'm just really right. out she of it. She hasn't worked in customer service for a while. <laughs> I hate yeah. customer service. Continue. Um, I hate working in customer service. I mean, um, yeah, so they worked in customer service and they had to know <laughs> what was happening at the warehouse and what was happening in the factories and all that, because if there was a fault in any products, yep. they had to deal with it. Um, so, one thing that they told me is that all of Aldi, like especially their tissues and, mm-hmm. um, well, no, so the, specifically their tissues, their pads, their tampons, and all that, it's all actually Kleenex brand. They use the exact same formula, the exact same mm. like machines and everything. They just pay to rent them when Kleenex is, you know, de- off mean. for the day. Yeah. So if they've got one, uh, if they got one like uh, factory thing mm-hmm. in, like one machine, sorry, in repair, they'll use the repair one and make yeah. the exact same product, which is why they all look very similar because they use the same printers, the same thing, the same cuts and the dies and everything. Mm. Um, and that's where they save their money by not having their own factories, but by renting it out from other places. But But how do they... Is there some, I mean, obviously, obviously in order to sell at a much lower price, there's some sort of licensing that they have to pay for not just the renting of the machines, but then having a very similar, similar look. Well, it's not the look. Because it is. It's in Cadbury. They go, they made the fingers purple. They make the chocolate purple. So that way you think of Cadbury. Yeah. It's more the product is the same. Sometimes it'll be a little less quality of the Mm. version because they'll dilute it or something. um, Same, same, but different. Mm. So it's, you know, what about rather than you having like one liter of tomato sauce, putting all of that concentrate into mm. every bottle because they'll only have the machine for an hour mm. and they want to like up their game, mm-hmm. they'll do it. They'll add like a, yeah. a massive thing of water into that and then dilute it. Yeah. So, so it's a little bit off, but it's a little bit off, but you know, same, it's the same stuff. Um, what about the fact that the, I, we all know why the barcodes are enormous on there? So that way, the checkout chicks can literally just throw that thing, at, you know, past the. <laughs> Which was the whole the appeal thing. of you going for a job there? Yeah, it was no, that's ter- <laughs> it was terrifying because you had to have about a thousand transactions an hour. I recall you being very excited at the prospect of just sitting there and throwing. Yeah, no, no, I was, I was excited through that, the till. That's the part I was excited about. The part where you have to be. You'd like you'd be penalized essentially if someone's an idiot and doesn't know how to put a card into the machine or doesn't know how to tap the thing. If they're like, "Oh, which way around is it? Chip side in first, thanks." Oh, is that? Do I tap it on it? Just put it in. Do I tap on the top of? Just put your card in the thing. You know, that. perfect for you. That's really <laughs> yeah. funny because my dad recently goes to me. You should go get a job as a checkout chick, and I'm like, 
I have back Aldi. problems, and I was like, I can't stand up for that long. He goes, go to Aldi. They give, you have a seat. You sit on a chair all day. You smash some keys and go, yep, next. And they throw the things up just past the scanner because of the giant barcode. <laughs> That's why it's there. Um, remember when Aldi was brand new in Australia? And mm-hmm. the, the barcodes were the entire bloody package, basically. Like, I remember yep. we got wheat bigs from there. And around, not just not the front or back, but the sides... Right the way around the whole bloody thing was a, um, a barcode. Yep. My Nina Moshi recipes went to Aldi once, and it was the funny experience, funniest, funniest experience, because they're literally throwing things through, and she got so flustered. It was the very first time she ever went. I was with her, and she got so flustered. She's like, she goes, "Hey, hey, you stop!" <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, "This is how we do it." And it was the first time I'd ever gone to Aldi too. I remember I was like. <laughs> 12 or 13 I remember maybe a bit younger <laughs> and it was just the funniest thing she goes hey hey you stop Oh, Aldi, Aldi, Aldi. Um, Look, I think Aldi's business model is fantastic. Power to the people. It's almost like... um, I have to say mm -hmm. their chocolate mousse, just flat. This is not an advertisement for it. Their chocolate mousse is by far better. Also, that's where my granddad gets his favorite salt, pepper, garlic, chili grinder. It's all in one. Does he tell them to slow down? No, he's actually pretty good with Aldi because he only, whenever he goes shopping, he'll only buy three things anyway. He just refuses quick. to buy more. <laughs> he's just like, that's what. That's all I need for the fish. I asked him to go buy shampoo for me once and he was just so flustered. He's like, but where from? Where do you want me to get these from? Just get it. Like, just get it from the shampoo aisle to take, send him with a diagram of a photo of the shampoo I use. Oh, that man. Anyway, sorry, oh, continue. No, I, I was going to say, um, I reckon. Um, we should talk a little bit. I mean, Aldi is quite relevant. Talking about global communities soon. Um, yes. Aldi's an, a perfect example of you know globalization. Indeed, um, it is. Actually, it is because you know the video. There was a video from Aldi in the UK that went around. Mm-hmm. They got Aldi, don't they? Of course, that's yeah. Yeah, yeah. Spoke about. I went shopping there. Sorry. The of the yes. I'm tired. And the middle. Um. And the middle. Yeah. No. Uh, Aldi in the UK. A video went around of their shopping technique of them like just shoving things through mm. the thing and the countries that don't have aldi were so judging it they were like what's what is yeah. this this is yeah. horrifying it's real though it's, it's real <laughs> um we will though come back after our what the quote with um global community globalization Alrighty, and it's now time for our what the quote Drew, what is the quote? The quote was, You have brains in your head. You have feet in your shoes. You can steer yourself any direction you choose. And that's from one of my favourite books, uh, Oh, The Places You'll Go, by Dr. Seuss. Never read it. Really? I've read Green Eggs and Ham and Go Dog Go, and then the one with the fish. Yes, you have, because our drama teacher gave us that quote as we graduated. She gave us all a, what do you call it, a giant... (laughs) But I didn't know the book. But she gave it to us. She gave us the whole poem that was written out. Well, I had no idea. So you've read it. I thought it was a book. No, it was just a poem. All right. Anyway, Bianca, have you got this week's quote? I got soul, but I'm not a soldier. Yes, of course. If you know what this week's quote is, make sure you reach out to us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Smoke Signal, whatever you want to do, um, and let us know what it is. 
And once again, we are back, and this time we're diving into global community, aka globalization. Um, look, it has become very apparent in the last year that we are a part of a global community. When it comes to lockdown, we were all watching the same shows. Tiger King. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God for Tiger King. Amen. It really oh my God. That, times, but but it, that was like the entry mm. point. That was what brought everyone together at the start mm-hmm. and then it just hung on it went yeah. from string to string through that uh where everyone was sharing recipes the same tiktok dances were going global it it's like all those little things were just amplified mm. worldwide mm. and mm. ironically keeping the world apart brought the world closer together yeah, yeah we were all stuck well, in our little houses and the only way we could talk was on the internet yeah i think what's interesting is is um the global community um is also known as globalization because it is elements of globalization but i think there is a difference there 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 is a difference in the sense that um you know global community is this kind of sense of of um, it's globalization it's it so the the thing that makes it the same is that it is this sense of doing the same thing the world over. So same brands, same TV shows, same everything, you know. That's the same, that's globalization. What sets it apart from globalization where globalization is just a natural kind of development of things, cannibalizing other things and capitalism essentially, you know, making things, um, brands spread further and everyone kind of having the same thing. Global community, it feels like, when you say community, it almost feels like there's more of a... Um, sense of people behind it people mm. making a conscious decision towards something rather than just something naturally happening um, because of expansion well I think you know I mean? some of the positives of last year mm-hmm. all came from this idea of global community where we all kind of came together and like you could see people doing it hard in I mean even last year it started in with the bushfires like if you think about the bushfires the news of that was all over the world and it was just everyone everyone was involved with it the the money that was raised for the bushfires was unprecedented Mm. for any country and the fact that that word again unprecedented yeah (laughs) one of the worlds of 2020 yes yeah oh yeah that's true yep (laughs) I didn't think about that um like but that that all of the fundraising for that was just amazing the fact that everyone was pulling out pockets like giving money from all over the realm of the world because of a facebook Mm. um charity like it was pretty cool and like there there are a lot of great things that come out of it is the idea of we do have now a community where we get affected by everything good and bad yeah absolutely um but I think I think then on that that basis of, of looking at the positives of it, there are also negatives. But before we dive into the, the negatives, let's actually look at the positives, because there are other positives to go with it. Um, you know, and and that's more from a sense of globalization then, not just because of the pandemic or what or because of what we've had for last year, but in general there are positives that go with this idea of having a global community or um, globalization. I think. Well, I think one of the first things that started out mm. just in general with the way social media was coming around and the global community was sharing videos. That's how we all started. Think about YouTube. Yep. Um, we all just shared each other's funny videos and liked things and it yep. made us know things about other cultures and um, like that was, we all we all like to laugh around the well, world. Well, there was, there was um, again, if we're looking then, you know, um, 
broader, but then also, you know, if we look at the last year, um, again, that, that show, you know, some good news with John Krasinski, mm. um, yeah. you know, that, that, that then was, was kind of the epitome of picking us up from a dark place yeah, for the last year. It was good because everyone Until was... Until he sold it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then well... Became, then it became a negative. Um, but, like, who... It's not going to get aired all over around the world anymore. Cause no. It's owned by... ABC. Yeah, there you go. Well, maybe um, it's on Disney+. Plus. Hey. Globalization. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, hey, no. You know, you know, what, you know what, actually, one thing that... that, that um, I think that is is a positive is again we're talking about that idea of not having something and you know oh we're going to miss out it's kind of the, the FOMO we're going to have no FOMO no fear of missing out if you know what FOMO means um, because remember back in the day if we didn't have Amazon if we didn't have Netflix if we didn't have all these things we'd, we'd have this kind of this sense of loss loss or just lack of oh yeah um, growing up without Foxtel yeah I know the feeling um, <laughs> I had Foxtel yeah okay well, yeah fear of missing out right there yeah um yeah look it's it's this thing of of you you don't have this as much because the content's available everywhere it's not as limited yes there are still rules and things that mean that you may not necessarily have everything again i'm looking at things like netflix and stuff like that but but from from a global point of view things are more merged together um makes things a lot 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 a lot easier um I, yes that extends into pop culture too Mm, yeah very yeah 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 exactly again it's that it's that idea of if america was talking about something like look at the simpsons for example anything that the simpsons referenced didn't really work fully here but we made it work because the simpsons were talking about it whereas now the reference well the simpsons we we learned about it through the simpsons Yeah. yeah and then when we got it then it became part of our now that 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 kind of thing happens now um you know it's less of like a pipe dream or something like that i do find the south park um election episodes a lot funnier now that, now that follow along with yeah so that we can follow along i think that's a lot we have better you know. understanding now yeah yeah but, um, yes the depth of the depth of knowledge that we've got because of globalization or the global community and the information being shared everywhere but what about i mean that also extends to fashion because <laughs> i was still think, talking about it like a couple days back mm. where the reason why if you ever watch like any kind of 90s 80s movie where they go to europe and everyone's got really outdated fashion and they yeah it, it's, it's funny pop, the pop culture reference back then was europe's behind or you look how oldie oldie europe looks kind of thing because it was so behind the times but australia was too gotta, we were behind the times but you got to think about it like Things have to travel. Yeah, things had to travel. Like, <laughs> yeah. whenever I wanted to watch a new episode of Charmed, it would come out in the US. Yes. And then they had to actually take... Yeah, it took a week. ...the film mm. and travel it to Australia and deliver it. I, I can still remember um, 2005, year seven, um, for all of us, hmm. somehow, Drew. Um, that's... Uh, never mind. Um, <laughs> uh, we, we got a first run, same time as the US... Fast Essentially, tracked. Fast Track. Channel 7, Fast Track. The two shows that were Fast Track first, Desperate Housewives and Lost. And oh my mm. God, to I, have those Fast Tracked and see them basically the same time as the US, I felt like it was a world event. I, I remember it nothing, when, but it felt like it was. Yeah, and we didn't even have socials to really share it on or do, mm. like talk about this it. Thing. I remember five years before that... In 2000, Cheese TV did a special on a Saturday night where they fast-tracked Pokemon. 
they did a Pokemon special and fast tracked Pokemon. Okay. I do and not it was when this. we had this Pokemon World pop up event in Sydney where people oh, could I go remember. and play mm. Gold and Silver before it got released to the public. And they fast tracked three episodes of Pokemon mm. in that Saturday night special. That I remember because me and my cousins really wanted to go to that because they were giving out a special Pokemon. Pokemon Park 2000. Yeah, they were giving out a special Pokemon there. And our parents were like, you don't need it. We can get it later. And we're like, no, yep. it was yep. like just only at the event. I had the same argument. And my mom was like, they're going to release it later. Don't worry. They never They never did. Mom. mom, I still don't forgive you for that. Anyway. Um, on with the show. <laughs> on with the show. Unbelievable. Um, well, no, okay, then coming back to the fashion idea, um, I guess that idea that, like, thing, things, costs of things are coming down. Yes, there are definitely negatives there, labour, for example, but um, costs for things, they're no longer having to make something for a single market. The world is their entire market for a fashion brand or something. So they can yeah, so look at, look at H&M, H&M which has come here in H&M recent years. H&M is a global thing because they can, and the affordability yeah. of it is I don't really there. think we had many global clothing brands... That no. was so accessible. No, we didn't. Um, the, well, no. again, you remember like... Um, you'd, well, you'd, well, you'd go to DJs or Maya. And again, the Spring Carnival um, for horse racing, when they never, whenever they'd get a, some fashion icon out, mm. and it would all be about them launching a range specifically for Maya or DJs or something like that. Yep. But again, it was this really upmarket thing, whereas now you can get... I'm, I'm trying to think of a celebrity that has a range in Target, but there oh, are... Um, Nicole Kidman's sister. Oh, um, Antonia Kidman. No, yeah, I'm talking about no. celebrities, like interesting people. <laughs> oh, That's real, true. real oh, no, celebrities. So Stella McCartney. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Stella McCartney, who always had her own very high class, high up fashion brand, also mm-hmm. has a fashion brand in uh, Target. Also in Target mm. nowadays is Adidas. Yeah, saw yep. that. But again, it's that it's that idea that things are trickling. It, I don't want to say it because the trickle-down effect doesn't exist from a econo- uh, economic standpoint, but from a fashion standpoint, there's a trickle-down effect. Of course there is. Yeah. It's real. But um, well, that's also because labor is cheaper, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Which, but, which then, no, and, but, and see, we all know about this. Because it's a global <laughs> issue because we've shared it on social media. I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh my god, it's a bit strange. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's um, it's true. Yeah, so so because of globalization, there is um, more spread of, of issues and things. Again, we're talking about it just a week ago or so. We're talking about the Japanese um, uh, Olympic Committee guy who said mm-hmm. women should stop talking and stuff like that really offensively. That was an issue which would have maybe been passed on or just would have been an issue that remained within Japan, whereas because of social media and everything like that, something was done. Someone in a higher position was made to be accountable for something that they did. A couple years back, I can't remember exactly when, I think it was when I was living in Greece, so 2013, um, there was this massive global scandal mm. where they outed all the brands using child labour. I remember and that. And they did yes. that on uh, Twitter and Facebook. Boom. Yeah. See? Global issues. Global issues. For everyone. Huge. Uh, okay, but what what are the negatives? Um, I think the biggest issue for me, I mean, these, this is an easy one, there's less diversity. Mm. So that idea that, like, languages, look at Norway, for example, there's about 5 million people there that speak this language. Um, everyone there speaks English as well. So um, what's the need, really, if the global community's language is essentially English? 
um, which a lot of the time it is, or to, to what, whatever we see. The, what's the need of the having Western a second world? language? What's the, what's the need of the second language? Um, and, and that's something that's kind of scary. So you'd um, say that countries are losing their identity. Yeah, exactly. Exactly right. I think it depends. I think more Western countries are. Hmm. But then look at China, for instance, because they've flipped mm-hmm. the switch and because they don't want to lose their identity. Mm-hmm. Also because they want to control their people. Mm-hmm. They've shut off the internet. They have their own internet. Yeah. So and and that's almost they fight against the global global community. What's interesting is that that's almost terrifying for being on the outside of that that idea because you don't know what that looks like or you almost f- fear the unknown, which is being which is I'm sure there's a fear within there of what's out there. Or it's very but. very similar to what goes on in North Korea, where the, it's a whole different world. Well, that's it. Yeah. it. It is. It does bring to the fact that you know even. Um, countries like Afghanistan and Iraq and Iran where there's you know massive terrorist cells across mm-hmm. the thing mm-hmm. we know what's happening in those countries mm-hmm. because they're quite the ter- like news can spread well no uh, we, well, they one spread of the their terrorists own news. they look at Myanmar with the, the coup recently the fact yeah. that people are sharing bits of information on the ground which we normally wouldn't have been able to see mm-hmm. other than hear about there's a coup and we would have heard that about the idea that the government wouldn't be communicating with our government we know why Whereas now there's footage on the ground of what those um, the, the leaders and and it, and it can't be covered up that stuff. But when yeah. one of the countries like China and North Korea, mm-hmm. when they shut themselves off from the global community, there's nothing we can do. There's about no Pakistan. transparency. Mm-hmm. There's no understanding. And I think we all don't like the trans the lack of transparency anymore. Like Scary. we don't. It, it is to a certain extent. I mean, it, it is looking at privacy differently, mm-hmm. but. When it comes to countries, we want to know what's going on in all of them. Of well, course. Definitely. I mean, again, when you think about something like that, um, and we talk about transparency and stuff like that, we still don't know what the true case of or, or um, how COVID worked in China was because of that. Exactly. And then coming to China, um, to, to COVID, sorry. Oh, damn it. I didn't want to make that connection as easily as that. Um, <laughs> it sounds like the previous administration um, of the US. Uh, Drew, that's not done. Yeah, it's a little um, bit batty. Um, so... I think what's interesting is that because we are traveling more, which is a positive, we're getting out there and seeing the world more, but it's a negative because the the spread of things from country to country is so easy now. Mm. We share everything yeah, in so, not a good way. So COVID actually did spread faster than most um, other diseases of the past because... Comparatively, there's so many people traveling. You also got to think of how they travel now. Yeah, the accessibility. They're not just traveling via boat, which was going to take you 40 days or something. No, exactly. And you could have just isolated them on the boat. And everyone would have all died off on the boat. Yeah. Because that's what happened during the first fleet, for example. (laughs) But, you know, they can't do that on a plane because they don't know the symptoms exist until they're touched Mm. down in a new country, walked around and shaken a bunch of people's hands. Like. But yeah, but that's where also that whole uh, cut off is freaky because we didn't know about it. Mm. I think that's what is so disturbing about all that yes. because we didn't know about COVID. Like some people were leaking it out slowly, but yeah. we didn't know whether or not to believe it yeah. because of the cut off. Yeah. It, so I think in that way, the global community is a better thing because we all know each other's business now. 
That's true. That's true. <laughs> well, when did you guys start knowing or understanding um, this idea of global community or globalization? And I don't mean that on the level of, um, again, us coming together and kind of combining out because of COVID. As a kid, did you ever know it? How Who's did you he? know it? HSIE, Human Society and its Environment. Yes. Did you call it Husey? We, we called it Husey, Hissy, or just we HSIE. Call it we call it, it depended hissy. on the teacher or we the had student. We were a hissy. Hissy. And I always used to say, chuck a hissy fit. Because <laughs> I just didn't enjoy yeah. it. Mean, I mean, I enjoyed the history part of it. I didn't enjoy the geography part of it. I enjoyed the geography part of it. Um, and that's kind of where I started understanding mm. it. It was probably year five or so that I started really understanding that there was this. I, I remember the teacher writing globalization on the board. Mm. I and, under- and it being this big thing. Yeah. I understood there was this global community. But I think I didn't... But at, at the time when I understood it was when I was probably year seven, mm. year six, year seven. Mm. Um, and that was just because of the way television worked because mm. of the fact that I was obsessed with like some mm. TV shows and I'm like, why is the news in America yeah. coming out about it when it hasn't even premiered in Australia yet? Yeah. I actually never knew there was a time lapse between... Yeah. The way when things aired because they they tried to get Christmas episodes out on time. I think that was probably the only effort they concerted mm. effort they made. But like yeah, so I didn't know about that, and then I started mm. hearing about like the news, and then I found out there was like a delay mm. in Neighbours to the UK. Yeah, they were um, seasons behind. The, even. Yeah, yeah, I think they were a year or two behind. I, I, in the same way we were behind on the bill. And then yes. I didn't realize how much it had changed until I was living in Greece and everything, like I was just getting everything instantly. Yeah. Even in Greece where in my head that was supposed to be like 10 years behind. But like while I was there, I was getting like all the movies, Mm. everything at the same time as the rest of the world. Mm. And that was a big, and that's when it occurred to me, oh, that's what it was. And now we're all instantly connecting with each other. What, What would you say is your favorite part of the global community? If you had to pick one thing that's your favourite, Drew? Uh, the accessibility for me. So I, re- I remember as a kid, it was always a big deal if a friend would go to Bali or Thailand mm. and you'd give you a list of the movies you want them yes. to bring back <laughs> yes, for you. Yes, yes. Because they'd bring back all these DVDs mm. of films that hadn't even come to cinemas yet for mm. us because we just got them late. I watched Ice Age for the first time on... Um Someone's home projector screen. Wow. Um, yeah. I it got, didn't work. Um, it worked about halfway through and it pixelated out and I was like, I got oh, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets um, from someone overseas and they <laughs> sent me a dodgy disc and all the CGI looked so bad. Um, and I watched it with my cousins and then we were like, no, nah, this is shit. So we waited another three weeks and then watched it cinema. I would say that my favorite part of globalization <laughs> is the, the traveling part because I love that I can reach out and touch my pop culture. So again, growing up with America and everything like that. I mean, yeah. you know, I, New York, New York city is so special to me, not because of pop culture. It's so much more than that. But the, the inspiration to go there was the pop culture. Mm-hmm. To go there and then be able to reach out and, and see my child. And make that culture. connection. Yeah, that was, that, that's what it is for me, that globalization yeah. of that. It's, I mean, it is a bad thing because the world is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. But it's a fantastic thing because it's still such an exciting thing to it's go that, over. It's that accessibility immerse. again. It's yeah, the fact that that's right. we are so easily able to do these things mm. now and that the cost of doing such things is reducing day by day and what's interesting is COVID, what covid did it is is it it kind of took that accessibility away and man it feels enormous now yeah you know for some more than others 
I must say. Yes. Yes. I, um, my favorite part of it all is the fact that, so to an extent, like small countries, mm. um, celebrities aren't becoming popular, mm. but the more, I, the, as I was, we were talking about this, I was thinking about it. There is now like an invasion of British and English and South American actors and actresses a lot too, because like telenovelas have become yeah. popular around the world. Yeah. Um, and like, it, if you look at Hollywood 20 years ago, it was mostly American. Yeah. And if you look at Hollywood now, there's Brits, UK, uh, Australians. Yeah. So like it's slowly coming together and then you get every now and then a European mm. actor. Mm. And I want that to happen more because I just think... Let everyone... Play. Yeah, like back then you had your one go-to actor or actress for for a foreign role. Mm. For, yeah. For, for a non-American Penelope Cruz was Antonio, yeah. Antonio, Antonio Banderas was the first one I thought of. Let's have it. Let's have a global playground for, for Jean Reno. Yeah. Or, yes, you know, or before him, Gerard Depardieu. Yes. Like, you I'm, had I'm these set people. Now that, that's really sad because like those were the only ones that made it across to America. Yeah, but I also think about them movies that are just in their own countries how enormous right. were they in their own communities yeah. and yeah. they were just kind of not even and then they just yeah they, yeah they were like the they were like the c plot actors yeah, yeah. they weren't even the ab yeah. plot actors they were the c plot actors but they were such good actors jean renault was recently in a really good television series called call my agent in french it's a french series mm. yeah. i've been watching it and when he popped up i was just like oh my god it's him it's sigourney know. weaver is also in that actually oh it's a good sh- good show i'll have to okay. check it out Shall we get to our second of the week, guys? We're running fast out of time. I think I think, so. I think we are. Uh, yes. Um, look, we've we've each put forward a nominee. Um, Philip, yours first. Mine is the Chaser because last week we were talking about um, how all news disappeared off Facebook, but the Chaser remained, and I think Chaser's phenomenal reporting of what news there was yep. was absolutely top class, mm-hmm. and they kept it within their their realm. Yeah, like they it did. was it was all still very parody and sarcastic, mm. but it was legitimate news. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, Bianca, your nominee. Uh, my nominee. I can't say why because someone hasn't watched it yet, and I don't yep. want to ever spoil it for him. But Catherine Hard for her performance on One Division, um, she deserves it. She's such an underrated actress. She's so good. Yeah, <laughs> she's amazing. Someone was pulling up all of her clips from. Uh, Parks and Recs and putting it on um, Twitter like just being like look at how amazing she is and she fucking is but she deserves all the love this week Catherine yeah Um, look you wanted me to put a nominee up so I'm putting one up so Army Hammer for devouring the entertainment news for a few days don't say devour we've just washed ourselves of all of that with all of that episode Drew no um, I'm throwing my vote behind the chaser. I'm, I'm I also throwing my vote behind the chaser mm, okay. because we will we will get into WandaVision once we have all seen every episode of it. Yeah, let me get on it. Yeah, yeah. I'll get on it. And then she can win it. Yes. yes. Okay, well, in that case, the chaser, you are this week's sick end of the week. Um, and well of course, done. yeah, absolutely well done. Of Being course. the only reliable news source on Facebook absolutely With journalistic integrity exactly right yes. that um, yeah I, I think I think that that goes without saying Chaser yeah. always fantastic we've always loved the Chaser indeed the Chaser the Chaser excellent team good stuff good stuff good stuff excellent until we meet again our only friends Drew 
Bianca? Phil? Yep. 